Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. And welcome to the Movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. We are your hosts. I'm Will. And I'm Bob. And enough talking. I'm not going to have you people make a <laughs> fool out of me. <laughs> God, he makes such, a, such an ugly woman. I'll tell you Matt, that. Matt Fleur <laughs> is just God, man. What an amazing, fucking hilarious actor that guy turned out to be. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard that right. We're going to be talking about Matt, the Matt Fleur <laughs> starring... I guess. Um, I guess, right? Like, what do you, what do you tag that to that movie? Kevin McDonald? Yeah. Maybe? Well, uh, no, man. Uh, Jeremy Renner. This was his film debut. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's film debut. National Lampoon Senior Trip from 1995. The most 90s movie to ever 90s. Like, so, boy, did it ever? Does it ever 90s, guys? This movie came out at a time when it was at the tail end of when National Lampoon actually meant something. Yeah. And at the beginning when they just started slapping National Lampoon on every uh, comedy movie that that uh, that they could get their <laughs> hands on, which had nothing to do with National Lampoon in itself. Yeah, uh, it, it really did sort of feel like they were going to try to make funny movies still <laughs> before they mm-hmm. just up and quit. Uh, but this was this was probably the last really funny National Lampoon's movie. Yeah, and this was like right before, a couple years before, actually, um, uh, uh, American Pie had come out and totally yeah. changed the teen sex comedy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then from then on, instead of National Lampoon's, it was American Pie. Yeah, had all had all the different movies and stuff. But this movie came at the sweet spot where. Uh, comedy was still, um, I don't know, man, like, like this, it, it came at the point where dumb comedy was at its peak, like Beefs and Butthead was, was, yeah, was a big hit. And, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Bill and Ted had just become a big hit. Um, and you know, what's so funny. So we're talking about who did they hitch to this thing? You know who they did? And I, it just occurred to me, uh, like who they really like. Because uh, the first person they said was starring was Matt Frewer and Tommy Chong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's yeah, how they that's... advertised it. And like Tommy Chong's only in it for like maybe ten minutes, it's maybe like, at at most. But man, yeah. is is that cameo memorable? Is, man? is he ever what? present? Like, yeah, is he ever present for it. It's so but fucking I mean, funny, dude. 
it's 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 funny because like Tommy Chong is basically doing the same thing that he's done for the last forty years of his career, and we never get tired of it. You know, like no, that's all that's all he's there for. But um, the pedigree of this movie really comes from the director uh, Kelly Macon, and uh, this is basically a kids in the hall movie, a low key kids yeah, in the hall movie. Absolutely, even has Kevin McDonald in it. Yeah, and. Um, if you if you guys don't know what Kids in the Hall is, this is like the 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 lower tier, darker version, way better version of I don't want to say Saturday Night Live or or Mad TV because it's nothing like that at all. It's very um, it's very Gen X meets Whitest Kids You Know. Yeah, like Whitest Kids You Know. Um, ben Stiller was Ben Stiller show was a precursor to this. Right, right, right. And then what came after this House, was House of Buggin'. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh um uh what, what what was that show called uh mr show with bob and david mm-hmm. uh like the hbo sketch comedy kind of thing yeah yeah and man if you guys haven't seen kids in the hall <clears throat> you're missing it is out it's still it's some of the funniest uh hulu just released brand new episodes <laughs> of kids in the hall a couple years ago <clears throat> Yeah, um, I remember that. I haven't checked those out, but I remember that. They're 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 still pretty good, man. They're still are they good. are they really? Yeah, wow. yeah, but but they're but they're done. <laughs> they're very much done in the same vein as like the the night like in that same comedy style. Yeah. So some of it holds up a little, some of it doesn't. Um, but uh, ninety like I would say like eighty five percent of it still still holds up pretty pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They they still got they still got it they still got it. So. Uh, Senior trip, man. Um, how can I describe this movie that 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 we haven't already done? It, it's it's a stoner comedy with high schoolers, and normally one of these movies would be immediately dismissed as just a dumb whatever uh, comedy that that uh, that you can just forget about it. But the thing is, is that and what makes this movie work, I think, is that. Every single actor gives their all in this movie. Everybody does. You know, every every whenever somebody delivers a line, it's it's usually a really fucking funny one. Even like the the background, like dudes, like the scene in the assembly, like where you hear mm-hmm. that kid way in the distance, like fuck you, Nisser. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. just the sound of his voice is so fucking funny, dude. Like everybody delivers like really hard in this movie for some weird reason. Yeah, and, and and it's it's a lot of people's it's a lot of people's uh um like intro to a lot of actors in this movie like uh, um I mean I I the first time I saw Matt Frewer was in uh, uh Max Headroom and Honey yeah. I Shrunk the Kids right I, rem- I the first thing I remember him in was Lawnmower Man two yeah like that's the first yeah. thing I can remember him in because like I remember really loving Lawnmower Man when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And like uh, I immediately watched part two, and I was like, "What the fuck?" The low key MVP of this movie is is a uh, Rob Moore who plays the the best friend. I forgot what his name is. Uh, oh, Reggie, Reggie? I think. yeah, Reggie. <laughs> his God, line delivery, his line delivery is so like perfect. He was wearing a Billy Joel T shirt. <laughs> people say um, that guy following me uh you know like he, he he speaks in that like like disjointed kind of kind of uh, verbiage like the, the joke is he's always stoned and like yeah. it, it's one of those things that doesn't really like it doesn't get irritating yeah and like 
I'm starting to wonder if they shot this in Austin because like <laughs> you'll know like yeah if you really look around you'll see like Texas stuff everywhere like you'll see like little Texas emblems like around the movie and like I don't know if that was an accident or I I don't think they ever say where this movie takes place do they No no they don't they just the, it's just at Fairmount High Fairmount High, which is like the most generic. <laughs> it's 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 right down the street from Bayside. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Opposite. So of apparently, it takes place in Dayton, Ohio, which oh. is like the most the most uh, I guess American city you could possibly get. Um, they portray the students in this like every single student in the school is like the lowest of the low. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't want to accomplish anything. They're just there. There's like one accidentally smart kid and the rest are just a bunch of burnouts and scumbags. Like, <laughs> yeah, burnouts, scumbags, radicals, blowhards, dweebs, schizos, <laughs> you know. All the other and they all like to use in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> like uh you remember that that scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where where she's just just like naming off the dweebs, schizos, freaks, sluts, yeah. bugs, you know? That's all the every single student in this school falls under one of those categories. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Like it, it it is though like it's mostly stoners like the yeah. I think that's the the big gag of it is you're just following stoners and like it's so it's the okay. So like we were talking the other day about uh, that '90s show on Netflix, yeah. And I and I had said that it feels like the writer is somebody who was born in like '98 or '99 <laughs> and yeah. never re- never really experienced the '90s. And he googled '90s pop culture. Yeah, and like it, it's so not '90s. Like the thing about the '90s is uh, what a lot of people don't remember is it was very mean spirited. Like we we were at a level of like, see, Generation X figured out that that the next generation was absolutely fucked, that their kids were Mm. fucked and they didn't care. That was the amazing part is that they didn't care. And like our generation just kind of got saddled with it. And like now our kids generation are the ones who are fucking changing the world because like Gen X were always known as the slackers. Look at fucking uh what's soderbergh's classic slackers fucking yeah it, it it fucking triggered kevin smith to write clerks like the slacker was the thing in the 90s because the 90s was really mean-spirited and indifferent and that's what's so fucking fun about this movie is yeah like, like it was very immature it was very uh um just just in in your own world kind of like the whole pop culture yeah. was very anti-establishment very. But at the same time, very slacky, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, not, like there was no movement. <laughs> we're anti-establishment, but we don't really want to do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and that was the gag with this movie. And like, even in the end, when, when Tara Strong says like, we're soiled, it's too late for us, but it's not too late for other generations. Yeah. Like, don't fuck up like you did with us, which is such <laughs> a fucking like sad warning to what ended up happening in this fucking existence. But like... It, it, it it's still such a like I said it's such a mean spirited, and indifferent comedy like, and the, and you yeah. have these you're surrounded by these characters of like of like Gen X kids like these are caricatures mm-hmm. of them, like yeah. one of my favorite one like probably one of my, my the unsung like character in this movie is um, 
uh, Steve Nisser. The even though I'm probably going to get into Yale, like <laughs> he's such a little yeah. prick. And like even the scene where like Principal Moss makes him go on the trip, and he he's like, I need you to do me a favor, but it's got to be between us. It'll be our little secret. And like Nisser like nods and he gets down on his knees. He's like, What are you doing? Oh, I thought you wanted. <laughs> I, I thought you wanted me to. No, I don't want idiot. that, you idiot! Like Jesus Christ, dude! dude like, he's in high okay. school. <laughs> there is, there is like no way anybody would even come up with that joke nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying it would be canceled. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying nobody would even think no, about putting the joke forward. It, it's such a fucked up, realistic thing that it's not a joke. Yeah. And like this yeah, was the nineties. This was before. But, like, this was before this kind of stuff was like, holy shit, this actually happens in schools. Like, that happens in schools. Like, we didn't know that. And, like, on the rare instance that it did happen, it became became a parody. Look at fucking, what's that teacher's name that kept, that that she actually ended up marrying that kid? Mary Kay Letourneau. Thank you. Mary Kay Letourneau. Like, her. Like, that she kept. Her and her student, her and her student, Vili Falau. Yeah, and it was a fucking, it became a thing of parody. Like, people joked about it all the time. And, like, regardless of the fact that those two are, like, they're currently married, they've got kids together. She's dead. Did she die? She passed away a couple years ago, yeah. I didn't even fucking know that. Well, either way, she fucking raped that kid. She did. He was 13. She was in her 30s. He was 13 years old. His voice hadn't even dropped yet. Yeah, I was like, that kid is a victim of rape. Like, and we yeah. laughed. We all laughed at it. The 90s was a Because that's the way it was back then, man. It was a very different, mean-spirited place. That's why, like, shit, like, that 90s. I know everybody's nostalgic for the 90s. And I always tell people, you're nostalgic for the TV shows and the look. Like, you're not nostalgic yeah. for the 90s. It was dark. Even dude, We grew up in the 90s, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, shit was, that shit was crazy. But so, like, the scene in the keyboarding class, there's a moment where they're in keyboarding class, and the teacher's like, Ace, And, like, the dude starts having a heart attack, and no one notices. He's just, And, like, no one's, everybody's so, like, indifferent, and no one's paying attention. And, yeah. like, the, the what's his name? Herbert, the black kid, the only black kid in this movie. Yeah. He just keeps typing over and over again, my life is a joke, I wish I was dead. My life is a joke, I wish I was dead. Like, so, so let's talk about that character, because that character, I think, is the, is the most... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he's a great character or whatever, but he's kind of the most non-focused because at first he's kind of being played as like this militant. Uh, uh, I don't want to say militant, but like this overachiever uh, uh, mental um, no, I, black I, guy, like the only black guy, the token black guy in, in the school. And I'll but tell you, I'll towards tell the you. end, he, he, he's like he's not he's he's their friend, like he's their equal. You yeah, know? even and, though he and, looks down upon them, <laughs> and that was why. Like I'll tell you, it's fascinating because like this was 1995. Yeah. This was like height Spike Lee. Like you yeah. could have, you could have really just had him been, excuse me, for lack of a better term, just real hood, like yeah. real gangster, and like it's kind of what or they militant did. Malcolm X, yeah, type. Like he really could have been that, and instead they made him a nihilist. Which was, mm-hmm. like, really interesting. And it's one of those things where, like, see, the writer for this movie existed in the 90s. Like, yeah. he got it. Like, wh- or whoever, or they got it. Whoever the writers were, they understood that, like, 
It's filled well, kids with in the hall. Everybody here was in their late twenties, early thirties. So they yeah. were like, they were, they were, they were their... right there with Gen X. Yeah, man. Like yeah. this was, it really was this fucking nihilistic indifference towards everything. Like, ah, bring on the bombs. Like no one cared. <laughs> it was really yeah. fascinating, man. Like it, it's weird because like, I, I get, I, I, I understand that nihilistic indifference. I suffer from it or I enjoy it sometimes, but like, mm. cause sometimes I do get really, ah, drop the bomb. See if I give a shit. Like, see if I get out of bed <laughs> for that. Like sometimes yeah. I really, really, really don't care. And it's fun to see them capture that spirit in it. Uh, I want to get, I want to get to the scene where we're at, uh, where for senior skip, they decide to go into the principal's house, which I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we had said it before, but this is a very Zach Morris say by the bell type. Oh, absolutely. Uh, plot. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a fucking, like I had said, it's a three episode arc. Of Saved by the Bell, just done very mean spiritedly, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. very mean spiritedly. So you have this this fucking ridiculous moment where these idiots decide to have a senior skip day, and they fucking they they go and they decide the best place to throw a party for senior skip day is the pr- is the principal's house because the principal's at work, right? He's at school. Why wouldn't you do it then? Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. if you guys ever think that's an awesome idea if there's any like kids who are still in high school listening to the show one shame on your parents for letting you listen to this two don't do that like that's a fucking felony it's a that's a crime that's a a crime that's breaking and entering guys these are not the 90s it was shenanigans now it's a crime yeah like it's very much a fucking crime and if this if you're listening to us in the great state of texas they try you as an adult here yeah they don't they they will execute you and they will execute you (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> remember guys in texas we kill you back yeah so, so like be really careful about the choices you make in this fucked up state but hey uh can you do something for me want me <laughs> to burn down the house okay <laughs> but like part. you have these these idiots there and there's this fantastic moment where like this little old woman comes to the principal's office and goddamn dude, like we were saying before, like Matt Frewer is just so fucking hilarious. He's so yeah. good. Like he can do so much acting and just like does monologues with his face. With his face. So, yep. So like you have this fantastic moment where he's sitting in his office and he's clearly like frazzled over his existence as the principal of the school. <laughs> and you hear this knock on his door. He's like, come in. And this little old lady just opens the door. And even then the 90s were joking about it, that if you're a fucking teacher, the way the economy is going, you're not going to be able to retire. And if you can't yeah. retire, you're not going to be able to live comfortably in your retirement. It's this just poor lady's probably like 120 years old. She man. looks like a 100-year-old lady. She's so fucking funny. Yeah. And, like, and she's so sweet. She's so adorable. And she's so like... But he she, treats her like total crap, dude. She opens the door. <laughs> and she doesn't and, even understand. She doesn't even know that she's being treated like crap, you know? That's the worst part, dude. She doesn't get that, that he's being an asshole to her. And, like, she opens the door and he's like, yes, Mrs. Winston. Uh, I forgot why I came in here. And she's, like, slowly turning around with her walker. And he's like, Mrs. Winston, are those cut slips in your hand? And he runs up to her and just pulls them out of her hand. And she's like, huh? And he starts going through them and he's realizing it's all the troublemakers who are skipping school that day. And like, he's realizing this with his face, like his eyebrows go up 
again, so much is said without saying a word. And the poor little lady just starts, My late husband once wrote a poem called Little... He just slams the door in her face. (laughs) And, like... It's so funny because you can hear her like talking outside of the door. <laughs> like she, she just still doesn't recite- realize the door has been slammed in her face. <laughs> and she's still reciting the poem. So like they cut to them at the at his house and they're partying in his house. And like there's so many little things that tell you what kind of a guy Principal Moss is. Like you have the 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 really big fish tank where he's mm-hmm. like, I, I have a pet that I'm gonna take care of, but I don't. I don't really want to take care of a pet. Those are for pe- that those are people who own fish to me. You want a pet, you don't want the responsibility of a pet. Like not something yeah. you have to to touch and care about and worry about. Just feed about. him once a day, that's it. You just throw some food in its tank and it's fine. Like and he's got these fish. There's a photo of him that's very obviously on his wedding day. He's wearing a tux. There's rice being thrown in the air and the bride has been cut out of the picture. <laughs> Like that's just, very that's very like you could tell yeah like you said you could tell everything you need to know about this guy from his house like he's yeah. a divorcee or she left him <laughs> or you know like he's he's just i don't know it's man like, this, this guy's a like, miserable he's a miserable person you could tell he's a bitter asshole so they cut from there back to his office for some weird reason the little old lady's in his office now she's standing at her walker with her head down and she's snoring like she's just asleep (laughs) in his office and then that little harvard or that yale going worm steve nisser like knocks on the door and he walks in and he's like principal moss and he goes what is it steve and he starts walking he goes i found this in my computer class and the little old lady come in (laughs) <laughs> like 30 seconds after he knocked like come in and like he reads this flyer because it's the 90s right how do you tell everybody there's yes. a flyer there's no fucking text message i don't think the party line was a thing till 97 like no, so man so you like make all the computers were in a single room you know right. like you <laughs> go to, there's no computers in your classroom everybody's got to go to one room to use the computer <laughs> so like they have all yes. these flyers and fucking they, somebody just leaves one on the floor, I guess. And he's reading it, not really thinking about it, but he's just reading it. And he reads the address on the flyer. And without missing a beat, the little lady turns around and goes, that's your address, sir. And again, <laughs> Matt Frewer's face. like But he comes yeah. to the realization that these motherfuckers are throwing a party at my house. You're waiting for that Mr. Belding. (laughs) (laughs) You're waiting for that save by the bell sting. So like you have this fucking hilarious moment where he gets to his house and it's that scene, the, the, Hey man, I have a mission for you. Oh, you want me to torch the principal's house, right? Okay. But first, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe later. Like, yeah. Again, it's super mean spirited, dude. Like, like, yeah, you could totally do that. But before, will you go get some beer? Get some beer. Like, so like a bunch of them like go on a beer run and there's only like a small core group of them left. And like they're all very rudely and disrespectfully going through all his shit like they're going through his his drawers. They have like, somebody's holding like one of his shirts, and someone's yeah. holding a stack of his vinyls. And like 
the, the, the really smart girl who's never done a bad thing in her life, like decides this is the day I'm going to do something like bad on my senior year. I'm going to skip class and I'm going to go to a senior party. And she realizes like, this is principal Moss's house. But she's and, like just sitting there doing nothing. Like everybody yeah. else is partying. And she's just sitting there, like just taking it in with her, with her hands on her lap, just like looking around. And just and that's like, when she notices. And she realizes it's principal Moss's house. And she's like, you guys are going to get busted. I'm out of here. And as she's like headed for the door, he just comes barreling through and makes total <laughs> eye contact with her. Like, don't mm-hmm. run. And like turns the corner of his doorway and there's all these kids in his living room with his shit. And you get that rant, that record scratch and all of them as if they knew what to do. Surprise. Happy birthday. Which is taken direct. There is an episode of Saved by the Bell that that happens. Does it? Where they, I don't remember. Yeah. Where were there, where they, uh, um, uh, where was it? Mm. Um, he was, he was doing something. The gambling. uh, at the at Screech's mom's house, and they came home early, and he was like, "It's an anniversary party for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, they do the happy birthday, and they just cut back one more time to Matt Frewer's face, and him like, "God, dude, you could see smoke coming out of his ears," and like, oh, I can't, I can't talk, I can't say enough fun things about the way that guy can act with his face. Like yeah. he's just so, and he's such a good actor, dude. Like Matt Frewer is such a really good serious actor. Yeah. Like he has a real talent for it. And like, but god damn his comedy. <laughs> like he's a cartoon he, he really, character. He really has a he really has a knack for it. And um I think he could like, have been a good Walter White. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, he man. Been a really good Walter White. The same yeah. way that like Brian Cranston in Malcolm in the Middle is super fucking funny, but then like he's a fucking scary monster when he wants yeah, to be dude. in Breaking Bad. Yeah, like Matt Frewer can do that. Like Matt Frewer is that kind of like actor, and like goddamn in this movie he's so fucking funny, and <laughs> and in in his all his fucking Jesus Christ, dude. Like I just can't stop thinking about his. <laughs> <laughs> like the look on his face when he like walks into his house. And, like, of course, you cut to them fucking at Saturday Detention because Breakfast Club. Yeah. And, like, it's what I've never, never I, I don't I don't know. Did you have Saturday Detention? No, man, because no teacher was ever dumb enough to actually want to come in on a Saturday. <laughs> exactly, right? I was like, what teacher, like, would. But that- this guy is such a psycho that he, of course, he's going to make his kids, the kids come in on, on, on a Saturday and watch was- teen pregnancy videos. Because that was my <laughs> thought as well. Like, I feel like making a teacher come in on a Saturday is e- an even worse punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like punishing a teacher for no good reason at all. And, like, <laughs> so. And like- it make it seem like this is all happening in the same day because there's, like, no passage of time or whatever. But no, there, you there's know. no. Pa- this, this all could have taken. This all seems to have taken place in the span of, like, a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, the entire movie but- takes place in the span of, like, six days, maybe. I don't know. But, but he gives him, he gives him, a, a, I guess, an assignment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, the one smart girl, the, the the girl that was there that, you know, didn't, doesn't do anything bad at all. Of course, she's the only one that actually sits down and writes, writes something. And it gets in the hand of it gets in the hand of the actual president, which I don't know if they ever explain. 
Like, yeah, like who, mailed, who sent or... it? Like, who sent that? Who cares? Who cares? True, right? Plot forward, right? Like, who gives a shit? Like, it's one of those things where I can see Principal Moss making them write a letter to the president, but yeah. like, you know, putting it in an envelope, sealing it, putting a stamp on it, mailing it to fucking, you know, to the White House because it's because it's pretty obvious that he doesn't think very much of his students. Mm. You know, it's pretty obvious. You know. But it's a Gen X principle, a real Gen yeah. X principle. Like yeah. he comes off as a very real Gen X principle. And like principles are funny fucking creatures because like my my wife uh, is related to one. I'm not going to say who because mm-hmm. yeah. I just rather not like invade their privacy and stuff like that. But like they got the opportunity to retire in the middle of the semester and they were like, bye. <laughs> yeah. They bailed. And like, how can you blame them? You know what I mean? Like, how can you blame a principal for feeling the way they do when like, not for nothing. And I think I have a lot of friends that are teachers and they do listen to this podcast and I've heard it plenty of times. Some of those kids, some of your kids, they're just lost causes, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, I'm not saying there's something wrong or fucked up about your kid. Like some kids are just not going to take to the educational system. Like some kids. That's, that's, that's that's just a law of averages, man. Yeah, that's just a lot of that. Exactly. I'm like, you yeah. put that many kids in there, and it's like, you know, from the beginning, only a certain amount are going to take to this. And that's your bread and butter. That some kids are just lost causes. They're not going to listen in class. They don't like to listen to their own parents. So they don't respect anything about your fucking authority. They don't care about your homework. They don't care about this, that, or the other thing. They're going to be a fucking mechanic. They already know that's what they want to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a friend. They're going to work in their dad's garage or they're going to work at the dad's store or I, something. I had, I had a friend who dropped out of high school when he was 15. He was waiting for them for him to be the legal age to drop out of high school because he was going to be a plumber. He wanted. I just went through the motions till I was old enough to drop out anyway. <laughs> yeah, he want. He he was like, dude, my dad's a plumber, my uncle's a plumber. I'm gonna be a plumber. He dropped out of high school. He is a plumber. He owns his own house. Like he go. he owns his own business. Like yeah. he's doing really well for himself. And I'm, that's why I'm saying, like, just because school isn't for your kid doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But like. They do blame it on the teachers. They do blame it on the principals. So yep. some of them are jaded and exhausted and they don't fucking care anymore. They just yeah. don't. And Matt Frewer really encompasses that. I don't <laughs> care. Have you met these pricks? Like you fucking mm-hmm. saved them. I'm done. Like Yeah, you 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 there's there's only so much there's only so much energy you can put into uh, wanting to change the future and stuff. And then after a certain amount of time, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I can. And I, I putting more, putting more uh, energy into something. is not really worth it anymore. So, <laughs> and like, but, and that's the, the fucking thing that's so funny about it is as the movie progresses, you realize that regardless of how he feels and regardless of what a dork and a jackass and like this image that he's built of himself as this King of Fairmount high, he's yeah. a good principal. And he yeah. does care about his students. It's really bizarre. And well, that like, comes across that comes across towards the end of the movie. And, yeah, and I, I think it's a really good payoff. It is. Too, it's a it's know, a really so. good payoff, including the fact that he's like, like well, we'll get to that. But like, yeah, you have this fucking hilarious thing that happens where like he the the president of the United States ends up reading the letter and he wants these kids to come to Washington to talk to him at a public meeting. <laughs> 
Because he's got this uh, this uh, education, education bill that he wants to pass. He has an yeah. education reform bill. What better way to find out what you need to do to reform education than by talking to the students who are going through the education system? Yeah. So, <laughs> which is the biggest joke of this movie? Somebody yeah. actually putting forward an education bill. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Right? And I'm like, yeah. well, like, what are you going to teach us? How to use guns? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> military teachers. But um, that's the only way education reform is going to go through is if all schools become military schools. Yeah, but um, it's just the truth. <laughs> but uh, in this country, it is anyway. But yeah. so you have this like moment where I don't, uh, and again, just Matt Frewer and his infinite fucking hilarity. He so the week prior, the keyboarding teacher has a heart attack and dies in class. That Saturday, he brings his students to detention apparently takes the letter they were supposed to write and mails it. It gets to them somehow on a Sunday, I guess. Yeah. Because the president reads it and says, hey, I want you to go to to Fairmount High and recruit these kids because I want to speak and I want you to bring them to Washington. The Ohio senator. Yeah. Yeah, the Ohio senator. The Ohio senator makes it there Monday morning while the principal is picking up the new keyboarding teacher. And again, she's so – it's so funny because – She's so excited to be a teacher. Yeah, like you could tell she's, she's very young and and uh, this is a fresh out of out of college teacher, and she's so excited to well, make. I don't a know difference. about all the college, but but she's she's a very she's a very uh, uh, high spirited uh, yeah. teacher uh, played by Valerie Mahaffey, who is who comes out in a lot of movies that we've seen. So like, if you see her face, you're like, I've seen you, her you in many movies. You instantly recognize her. Yeah. You yeah. recognize her. Yeah. And like, he's got, he's driving her to, to the school and she's like, I'm just excited to make a difference. And he's just such a dick. It's just a keyboarding class. Miss Milford. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ooh, but I really believe that I can make a difference in these kids lives. <laughs> and like, you know? He's he's driving up the road and he sees, like the presidential like fucking caravan is outside his fucking school and he like sits up his eyes explode out of his head and the tone of his voice changes as he delivers one of the best what the fucks i've ever heard what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good use of the f word like and i don't say that lightly because i mean you could it's it's around in this movie but yeah. like that specific moment, what the fuck? Like <laughs> his rage, dude. And like they have somehow he's managed to find all these kids and call a press conference in the classroom <laughs> without the principal there, by the without way. Without the principal there, by the way. And like they're all lined up in class and like all in their characters, like Virus is taking pictures of everybody. Like Tara Strong has her like dress zipped down so you could see her cleavage. And like Oh my god. There's <laughs> I know, right? God how does she still look that way? She still she looks better now than she did back then, dude. I'll it's tell amazing. You that much. It's amazing god. how hot she is now. Yeah. Like she is even hotter than she was in ninety-five. Yeah. And that's fucking nuts. Like I I I mean we've said it a lot. Like as some people age like fine wine. She hasn't aged. Yeah. Like she hasn't yeah. aged at all, dude. Like, and if she has, she's hiding it very fucking well. Like, I can't see. Well, it. She's apparently she takes very she takes very good care of herself, man. Yeah, it, it fucking but, looks uh, like. So uh so they get they 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 get this trip 
they're able to go to Washington and this is where the where the senior trip comes in. Um and I gotta tell you, man, this is where the movie really, really takes off. And it, it's, it's as if it hasn't it's just been really funny notch, so far. Like and, and this has all been set up, dude. Like this every yeah. like I'm I'm laughing throughout the whole movie. This entire movie, I'm just chuckling, laughing, and like the movie have, hasn't even started yet, technically, you know. So yeah, like the senior trip hasn't happened. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna get into this movie. So uh, here's our second break uh, yeah. due to technical difficulties, but apparently we're still recording, so uh, this is a good thing. And uh, when we come news. back, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about uh, National Lampoon Senior Trip uh, here on the Movie Note Podcast. On the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. the bus company to have him here at precisely 7.30. You guys going to Washington? That's the driver? Yeah. Hey, your name's Red, man. Sorry I'm late. We're never going to make it to the ocean tonight. Come on, hop in. Hey, let's go. Come on, come on. Yes, we're not Tracy Milford, teacher and chaperone. Welcome aboard. Grab a seat. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where do you think you're going? Getting on the bus. You're on the wrong bus, dude. This is the magic bus. I'm counting on you to stick to the schedule. It's precisely 8.06. Let's get going. (laughs) Principal dickhead. Oh man. You there, bud? Ooh, he froze. Because apparently, like, he's like the stereotypical Star Trek uh, nerd. And yeah. he's chasing he's chasing the 
group for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, and he's, hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened right after the clip ended. Your stit froze. Really? Yeah. 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 I, I, I know you're talking about Kevin McDonald, but like, I literally mm. didn't hear anything until like you were talking about the, the, the inflatable Hura doll. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Should we, should we start again? No, I think we're all right. Let's just go from here. Like, I know we, you, you were bringing up Kevin McDonald, right? Cause we haven't fucking brought him up. Did, did you hear did did you hear the clip? I it literally like stopped right when he said principal dickhead. Oh, okay. Well, like, all right. Well, I guess, I guess we'll just go damn Skype. Anyway, the show must go on ladies and gentlemen, because get your uh, shit together. Uh, Skype <laughs> for real though. Like, so we're not the ones fucking up. It's Skype. So have you ever like you've been you've been on on school trips like I know it's been a while man but like do you remember field trips or school trips uh um when you were back in school So I'm going to tell you um I'm not going to say who my bus driver was or even the number of the bus I don't even pretty sure he doesn't even work there anymore my uh, bus driver was ripped all the time Of like, course like I could tell how stoned he was you could smell pot on him when you get in the bus <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure he would smoke in the bus on the way to pick us up. Like, he, he reeked of coffee. <laughs> yeah, because there was zero oversight back then, man. Yeah. He reeked of coffee and pot. And, and you know what? Not for nothing. All the years we were there, he never got into a car accident, not a fender bender, not nothing. Like the he most. Was a pro. Yeah, he was proud. He was good at his job. Yeah. But he was so fucking indifferent to everything. <laughs> like, he didn't <laughs> give two shits about what we did on that bus. He didn't yeah. care. Like back, it's it's so funny because I hear now that like, I I had like, one of my um, stepkids had mentioned one time that like they wouldn't they they were gonna take a field trip on a bus once, but they couldn't go because the bus didn't they had to get another bus they had to wait for another bus because the one that they had, the aircon broke, and I was like aircon aircon right I was like the fuck the aircon is the window kid yeah like you pop the window down that's your aircon wow no they don't fucking the the buses aren't allowed to go like that anymore so if you were to go how far would you would you say is ohio to washington dc i imagine it's like not a quick trip like, yeah like i mean i mean in this in this movie it takes them what a couple of days to get there yeah like a day or two it takes like a day or two. uh like yeah they you you would actually the school would actually take a trip in a like one of those ordinary yellow school buses like they wouldn't charter a a, a travel bus. No, they charter a travel bus. Even back then, they'd have chartered a travel bus for something like that. Yeah. But like, then again, you wouldn't have. Had, I was uh, gonna Tommy say. I was gonna say. I say that, but like I can remember like like trips to to like play like I remember one time we we had to play San Antonio. And like they took them in a school bus, like they took they really? took everybody in a school bus. Yeah, they took like three school buses for like the entire team and the cheerleaders and the fucking uh, the camera crew from Media Tech. Like everybody had to fucking go on a school bus. I'm glad I didn't have to go on that fucking trip. But like <laughs> I remember when we when I went with the band to uh, to go play. Uh, we went to go. We actually made the playoffs and we went to go play in the San Antonio Cal. And um, was it Cor San Antonio? Or was a Corpus? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, they chartered the bus and everything, dude. But then again, 
back then the buses were were being paid for by the by the boosters by the parents yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so they they paid for it um and yeah dude like like we we would only take take those buses uh you know to and from school and then to go on the short field trips but yeah but uh, i mean even, even it, then something that was going to take longer than a day you'd charter a bus yeah like, you would they'd have get, to man they'd you get a chartered to. bus like yeah. it, it's i don't know man but like yeah i remember you were talking about uh, kevin mcdonald being in this movie who is such a fucking hilarious hilarious actor dude like so he's he's a very he's a his acting style it's hard to uh to describe because he is both so confident in the way that he comes across but it's so bad but, <laughs> but he is such a dork and a nerd but he's so confident in his dorkiness and his stupidity and it works yeah and it's it's hilarious because like the entire time he's talking he's talking to himself and 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 you would think <laughs> that he true. was he actually talking that he was to actually people. doing yeah that he was actually talking to somebody and he's carrying like, around this this uhura blow-up sex doll and he's talking <laughs> to her as if she's an actual person and you know? like this whole thing is a revenge plot. It's such a weird subplot, but it's so fucking Looney Tunes. Like, yeah. there's this really weird moment that before the party, they don't know where the principal's house is. They know where his address is, but there's no GPS. And like, contrary to popular belief, a map is a pretty easy thing to read. Somebody yeah. just has to teach you how to read it. If like, you know where you are on the map, it's easy. It's real easy if you know where you are on the map. If you don't know yeah. where you are, it's Greek. Yeah. So you have this moment where like they pull up and I love that he drives an old fucking postal truck. Like so he has this <laughs> he has the seat the the driver's yeah. side is on the passenger side and he's he stops and there's Kevin McDonald who's a crossing guard and he asks him if he knows where these streets are and he just like he's shaking his head like go away you annoying stoner. And fucking Jeremy Renner's like, nah, he doesn't know. And Reggie just like, what do you mean he doesn't know? He's a crossing guard. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just so offended. Hey, dickhead, don't you even know your way around the neighborhood? That's it! And like, it just triggers <laughs> him to go on this revenge quest. For and then what? What's he gonna do? I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do if he ever catches up with these guys. Like, no, he's gonna kill him. He has a gun. Like geez, he has man. a very real gun in the movie. And he ends and up he, taking this 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 poor Asian family hostage, and and the 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 little son, the little kid of the family, like joins <laughs> him. I guess that's so weird. Like, is that a Walter PPK semi-automatic? Yes. <laughs> I'll cover mom. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why does he have a fucking Walter PPK semi-automatic? <laughs> it's so fun weird. Fact, fun fact, that's the exact same uh, kind of gun as uh, the man from Uncle has. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same kind of gun that Megatron is. Is it really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Walter. Yeah, I'm such a nerd that I actually know the kind of gun that he is in uh, G1. But um, That's cool. I didn't know that. What? One of the, like they stop at this uh, at this gas station, uh, Ish's Quick Stop, which I think every single town has an Ish's Quick Stop. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, dude, and they 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 smuggle all this beer. In, it's <laughs> so fucking the, funny, dude. How they just steal they, all this beer, and yeah, like without they, anybody noticing. Like, like, the, the, well, they did. They locked the. It's so funny because they show you how. Like, they locked the principal in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then Miss Milford is so fucking like full of her self righteousness to be this amazing like teacher. That she's just rambling about her life story to Tommy Chong, who's watching these kids from the mir- from the rearview mirror, watching them load all these beers. And like at first, it's like a 12 pack and a couple of 40s. Yeah. And you're like, okay, not enough to it's get everybody. He's running is- from the store to the bus and he's dropping them all. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. So he's only going to get like a couple beers and all this <laughs> yeah. shit. And like, <laughs> But then, like, you see, like, like, no, they've they've managed to get in a couple 12-packs and a few 40s, and it's like, damn, that's a lot, because there's only, like, eight of them. Yeah. And then here comes Virus at the end, like, come on! Oh, no, it's Reggie. Like, come it's on, Reggie. Reggie, hurry up! And he's holding four 24-packs, like, stacked yeah, like four in his cases. Arms, and he's falling This dude must be himself. ripped, by the way. Yeah, no shit. It's like, that shit's gotta heavy. Be strong to do that. And he's just like, uh, like dragging them (laughs) to the bus. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. And like Principal Moss is locked in the bathroom. And you've got this hilarious slapsticky moment where he flushes it. And of course, the water keeps rising. And now he's trapped in the bathroom and he slips and he falls. And And all this shit. And then you have that moment that you heard in the clip. We're like, I expect you to stick to the schedule. Yeah. And he's walking to the bus and he's like a foot from the door when Tommy Chong just closes it in his face. And he's like, open the door. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We got a schedule to keep. Yeah. <laughs> just starts driving away from him. And he got to say the password, man. <laughs> and he's running, but he's doing that run like you have a pant load of shit, like yeah. on your tippy toes. And Tommy like, Chong, <laughs> and Tommy Chong's driving like four miles an hour. I'm in the door. I just toyed with him. <laughs> I'm in the door. Just so <laughs> irritated, dude. What's the magic word? Please. <laughs> the magic words, rock and roll, man. <laughs> and he just gets in the bus, soaked from head to toe, like, and just sits down and carry on. Like, he's still trying to be so serious, dude. Dude, and, he's like so, and he's so squishy, dude. Like, and you have like, you hear him, you hear him squishy. And there, there's this fucking great moment where, like, how do you fucking? Because obviously the kids don't respect Miss Milford, like, and yeah. they're not, they're not afraid of her or anything like that. But the one that they do, they they do like, fuck, we're gonna get in trouble is with Principal Moss. So you have this fucking terrific moment. Where he's sitting there and she's like, Principal Moss, are you okay? Like, I'm just feeling a little car sick. And then <laughs> fucking Tommy Chong, oh, here, man, give him one of these. And he hands him this big fucking red pill. Yeah. And if you went to high school when we did, you know exactly what that is. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he's there like, what is it? Uh, it's a car sick pill. It's a little large, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, well, because it's a bus sick pill. <laughs> hey, just take it, man. They're all natural. See? And he just eats and the he takes 
<laughs> like he takes they look, he looks like he he looks like he has a handful of red hots. Yeah. And he just like shoves them in his <laughs> mouth. See, they're they're all natural, see? And he's just like shoving them down his throat. Eating these fucking horse somas. <laughs> like a few minutes later, like he's unconscious. And like poor Miss Milford's trying to wake him up. And he's is he dead? Nah, he's not dead, man. He's just in a coma. <laughs> he's in a coma. What? And like she's holding his face. What? And she lets it go. And Matt Frewer and his infinite brilliance just bonk, like <laughs> face into the window. And like, oh, they don't work on me, man. I'm immune. That's I'm why immune. they call me red. <laughs> That's why they call hey, me. Hey, Mars in a coma. Let's party. <laughs> it, it, it should have worked on it, man. It's a red. Horse tranquilizers. I saw you take dude. a handful of them. <laughs> like, I want to be on this Christ. party, dude. Like for real, dude. Because right? <laughs> like all this alcohol, all the like all these drugs, dude, and like the bus driver's in on it, and it's it's so it's, it's a funny. party bus, man. And you have this like now you have this scene where you're getting to know a little bit more of your characters. They're flushing yeah. them out a little more. Yeah. Even though they're not, there's nothing to them. So like you have this moment that I still think to this day is, is gotta be like one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in a movie where Herbert has an insulin needle yeah. and he's like tapping the bubble out and Reggie sits across from him. He goes, heroin, huh? And he looks insulin. at him like he's an idiot and shakes his head and goes, insulin. Cool. Could I like buy some off of you? <laughs> Like he has no idea that it doesn't make you high. Like yeah. such an idiot. He just dude. sees the needle and it's like, you know. And like you have that and you have this moment where like um Eric Williams, who plays Miyoski, the legendary mm-hmm. Miyoski, who hasn't had a line of dialogue in this entire movie. He's this- another one of those guys that acts with his face, dude. He's such a great face, man. He's so fucking and like he got he really did get typecasted in the 90s to just play the goofy fat guy and everything. Yeah. And but like, not for nothing. He was so good at it. He was. He, he was, was really so good. good at it. Like almost. And then he, he lost all the weight and he got real healthy and, and yeah, hey, he's he's doing well. Him, yeah. But like, he doesn't have a line of dialogue in this movie, and it's this moment where he like finally speaks up and says that he's always wanted to have sex with a blonde Japanese woman from China. But he says a very very racist. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat it. Yeah, like, even the the joke that fucking virus says, like how he didn't get it. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, it's yeah. so ridiculous, man. And like, and, and like you, you, they show you later how they're all wasted, and virus is singing twenty two bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> like <laughs> he vomits in his lap, and like Kevin McDonald has this family hostage, and he's. He's following them and like Miyoski opens the emergency door to piss out the door and he's pissing on their car. <laughs> like which I, I can't believe that as much as they're drinking, nobody's pissing even more. <laughs> like for real. Where right? are they going to the bathroom? <laughs> I think they were all they would all have been lined up next to each other pissing the way they were drinking. Yeah. And yeah. like so you you get this moment where they're all drunk. Shuttlecraft has encountered strange alien matter. <laughs> Wong? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so like 
So there's this fucking great moment where like Reggie wakes up in the bus, like they all pass out and like Tommy Chong starts smoking from his bong and like it's at night and all of a sudden it's daylight and Reggie sits up in his seat and you just hear like a a voice from a loudspeaker, you on the back of the bus. And he turns around and there's a cop following them with his red and blues flashing. Tell your bus driver to pull over. And he turns and looks back at Red. He's got his headphones on and his head's bobbing back and forth. And he's like, like oh, shit. I, I got to tell you, man, this is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Like to see Tommy Chong just like with his eyes open, just dead. Yeah, like, dude, it's so kind of creepy. And his head's just nodding back and forth. And like Reggie turns around and looks and he's got this giant sack of weed in his lap. So instead of like <laughs> calling out for help or saying anything, he just starts eating he just it. Starts eating it. It's a big fucking bag, like it's which, an ounce. Which easily. Uh, public service num- announcement: Don't ever do that. No, not don't if you plan on having. Like it, it's that that it's again. It's a Tommy Chong joke. You just took like fifteen hits of acid. I hope you don't have anything to do for the next six years. <laughs> like if you're gonna eat that much weed, like I hope you've got the next three days off. Yeah, because like, you're, you're not you're, gonna yeah. feel right for a while. So he's just slamming all this shit. And He's like, eating it while the bus is driving through the woods, like just yeah. like crashing all over the place. And Everybody's like, screaming. He's just there eating it, shoving it of, in his mouth. And of course, Tommy Chong dies of a fucking fucking horse tranquilizer overdose. Like of apparently, it's the weed died. that killed him, right? Like right, because like apparently it was, horse tranquilizer, but it was the weed that did him. It's the weed that <laughs> killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so like some at some point in the middle of the night. They cover the principal in makeup and put earrings on him. And he's yeah. still asleep. Like Tommy Chong is dead. He's still in the driver's seat and his foot's wedged into the gas pedal. And he's just diving through the woods. And like <laughs> they're driving towards the lake. And it's still one of my favorite parts where like Jeremy Renner jumps in the driver's seat. And they're like, stop the bus. And he's like a thousand feet from the water. No, it's too late. I'm going to try to jump <laughs> in the water. Stop the Very bus. Speed. All right. <laughs> a subtle reference to speed. A very subtle reference to speed that came out a year. Which came out a year before. <laughs> like, he slams the brakes. And of course, the poor Asian family does it. And they fly into the lake. And like. <laughs> The next scene is... There she goes! Ah! <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Like, goddamn, I love that stupid fucking movie. Yeah. And, like, you've got this fucking hilarious scene afterwards where, like, they're dragging Tommy Chong out of the bus on a gurney and his arms sticking out of the of the body bag <laughs> holding the bomb. Holding the bomb. And like Reggie's running circles around, like long live the dope king, man! <laughs> and he's poor- like that little dog. He's like that little dog in those in those Warner Brothers movies. Like, hey, Spike! Hey, Spike! <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, there's this fucking great part where like Principal Moss is just gathered around, and he still has all the makeup on. And then this cop walks up to. Oh, they all gather around him, and he goes, "What is wrong with you people?" We're not even in Washington yet, and we already have a we have a fatality. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fatality, and the cop, Principal Moss, what? <laughs> like, and he's full makeup. 
It is so like, makeup, dude. <laughs> Fairmount High, huh? Must be quite the place. <laughs> and he's still like, the hell's that supposed to mean? Like, <laughs> completely unaware that he's covered in makeup, dude. And like, they get in and poor Miss Milford's crying and she's like, maybe we should cancel the trip. No, we're not going to cancel the trip. And he sits in the driver's seat and no more talking. I'm not going to have you people make a fool out of me. He turns around and just catches a look at himself in the mirror. <laughs> and again, the face. The face. Like, <laughs> keep in mind, when I mentioned the face of Matt Frewer, these are all different faces. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, what, we're, we're watching it and it's the end. And like, again, <laughs> just... One of, one of the best face. one of the best lines is is they're they're at the the Hoover uh, Eternal Flame, <laughs> and then he's like, "Are we going to see Kennedys? You people don't deserve, don't deserve Kennedy." Kennedy. <laughs> I love that part, dude. Hey, why can't we see so, Kennedy's Eternal Flame? You people don't deserve <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> so there's this subplot is, is like the main reason why they're able to why why they want to go to uh, to Washington is because the senator wants these specific kids to show up to Washington to derail the president's uh, um, education plan to, to derail the, the, the president's education platform. Right. Right. So they, they find out, they find out the situation, they find out what's going on. And uh, what happens? Myoski is separated uh, after they party hard with the the Washington elites, which is like this whole situation that's hilarious on its own. These kids, these, these uh, bottom of the barrel kids partying and holding their own with the uh, Washington elite. What does that say about Washington elite? Everything, (laughs) everything that you need to say about them. Yeah. And like, it's, it's so fucking funny too. Cause like, that moment too, where um, they find out about the education reform because the senator is trying to do his own education reform, and he mm-hmm. wants to put a fast food restaurant called Bounty yeah. Burger and and replace cafeterias all over America. So that guy's at the party with these kids, and he starts hitting on the smart girl Lisa. Yeah, and which like, is to- all kinds of disgusting, dude. Because this guy's like in his sixties, dude, and yeah. he's hitting on a teen girl, dude. <laughs> and, and like you get this moment where he grabs her arm. He's like, I'm not going to let you go till you take this here key. I could pay if you like. And she knees him in the nuts for saying that. And like <laughs> right there, Jeremy Renner, come, or she knees him in the nuts. And then she grabs his head and slams it into the bar and knocks him out cold. And then Jeremy Renner comes running up to her like, you okay? And she's like, yeah. And he starts hopping in this place. You want me to kick his ass? <laughs> and he's just unconscious on the floor. Yeah. You want me to kick his ass? What a fucking now, idiot. <laughs> now, the moment I went through second puberty, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went through several puberties apparently. <laughs> when Tara Strong goes up to virus, and she's like, want to screw? And he's like, Because she ah! she's so fucking hot. And she keeps yeah. throwing herself at everybody and no one's taking her up on it. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny. She's even talking to some dude who doesn't speak English. Like, if I don't get laid tonight, everybody's going to think I'm lame. By the way, have you seen any of those Kennedy boys? I hear they're a real good time. And he just walks away from her and she's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like, just like at this part, she's like had enough. And there's yeah. poor virus by himself. 
And she's like, nah, fuck it. Walks up to him and unzips her dress, like really showing her fucking, oh my God. Toned. And Toned just like, and, like you want to screw and he just blows his load in his pants, which is like, I know it's supposed to be funny, but it's very understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. That might have that might have thrown me for a fucking loop too. <laughs> like <laughs> that poor chick, oh. dude. And, and you, like I said, everybody's a one note joke about yeah, what they are. But they're such great jokes, man. But the joke is is always really funny. Like the joke is always really good. So like, it all leads up to this moment where they, like you were saying, they separate Miyoski from everybody because he's very clearly the dumbest out of everyone. Yeah, because because they they find out what the plan is and they go to the principal and 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 uh, uh, the senator like just hell bent on 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 sabotaging this whole situation takes me ask you who has no idea where the fuck he is, dude, like he just he, waving just <laughs> yeah, you know, like they promised him they promised him candy bars at the, at the place, you know, but uh, yeah. he shows up and quite possibly the best uh, like stamp on the comedy of this movie is when they ask him a question about and the his answer reform. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you change about education reform today? And like, it's a solid seven seconds of him, like slowly moving to the microphone and looking and around. honestly, and honestly, dude, like I, the first time I saw this movie, and I still remember my mentality the first time I saw this movie, I seriously thought he was going to say something really, really smart. I did too. I, I was waiting for him to like go off on this really like intelligent tangent. Yeah. And, and like, but, just, and, and, and in true fashion to the movie, like to just let you know, like, no, you're still watching the exact same fucking movie. He leans yeah. into the mic. I kind of love. I mean, it would have been hilarious, but I kind of love that they that they went this route. I do know? too. Like it yeah. would have it would have been really funny if he gave a really like poignant and brilliant answer. But mm -hmm. the fact that he just leans forward into the mic and goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like they burst through the door. Stop. That man is mentally challenged. Ah, he falls <laughs> out of his chair. Like, it's so fucking uh, dumb, dude. And, they, and they go and they give their their who gives a shit speech. And there's really nothing like even too like amazing about that speech. But it is that no. moment where they like say like, like, look, dude, like we're fucked. There's nothing you can do to reform our education. Like we're doomed. Like, but like, do better for the next generation, which is actually yeah. a really, really good message. Like, do better for them. And like, mm -hmm. just eh, come on, guys, they're not buying it. And then you have like, you get the slow clap and like all that shit. And the, <laughs> the president looking over at the guy and like, I want to see you in my office first thing tomorrow. Mr. President, get out of my sight. And like, <laughs> like. Like it, it's like it's a boss kind of thing. Like, you yeah, know, like you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> like you could just fire a senator. Okay. Yeah, and right. Like, it, it works that way, I guess. But uh, yeah. so like, Miss Milford's like, hey, everything turned out all right after all. Are you out of your mind? This is the worst thing imaginable. Like, Come on, <laughs> let's get the hell back on the bus before something bad. <laughs> and like, it just ends with that. Like, let's get back on the bus before something bad happens. 
Yeah. And then you have your fast times moment where they just give you like little tidbits about what happened to them in the future. And like, yeah, like one of them becomes a Hare Krishna. The other one has like a successful like sex thing. And I like uh, Miyoski went on to do nothing. Do absolutely like, nothing. Has got to be my favorite one. Miyoski went on to do nothing. <laughs> like yeah. Lisa and Dags broke up, and now she's addicted to Prozac. <laughs> like, <laughs> just nothing good happened to anybody. Like, yeah. I think my favorite one was Principal Moss was recently acquitted of sexual harassment charges brought forth by Miss Milford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, which is, is so funny, dude. Like it, it, every, everybody had like, nobody got, nobody got, and there was no happy ending at all. In any no, of this movie. it's absolutely really not. It's a really nihilistic ending. Like, yeah. Which is very nihilistic, which is very on point for, on point with for the, the generation. Movie. And yeah. And I think that's why like, we were so, talking a minute ago about the, like, we're waiting for Miyoski to have this really poignant moment. And he just, what? Yeah. <laughs> I like, didn't understand the question at all. And like, yeah, okay. So they didn't deviate. But it starts mean-spirited. It ends mean-spirited. Like, yeah. and, there's no and redemption. I, and I, and I really appreciate movie. No, yeah. None whatsoever. There's not a... And I really... And I think that's why this movie holds up so well is because it's it's just a straight up no nonsense. Like, there, there's no... There's no uh, 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 moral... Uh, there's nothing to take away from this movie. Yeah. Other than the fact that that it's it's very much of its time. It's very funny. And there's um, there's one there's actually one gay joke in the whole movie and it's disguised very cleverly. Like uh, very cleverly. And it's the scene where um where, where they're seeing Hoover's Eternal Flame and Miyoski's like, "Hey virus, pull my finger." And he farts on it and they light Kevin McDonald on fire. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, when they're doing the news report, they're like, the police are still on the hunt for the man simply known as the Flamer. The Flamer. <laughs> and and I, I just caught that the last time I watched, like, a few days ago. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was actually so, a pretty clever joke. <laughs> so, so that was uh, National Lampoon Senior Trip, man. It I is, like, if you haven't seen this movie, it's... It, it's it's such a great like not even a turn off your brain movie. It's just a great comedy, dude. It, it, you know, it, 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 right now, guys, it's on YouTube for free. For like, free, it is. Which, it's, on, it's, it's YouTube. It's one of YouTube's free movies this month. It's rarely streaming anywhere. So anywhere, get it while you dude, get it while you I've I've never seen it streaming anywhere. I've never yeah. seen it streaming anywhere. This is the first time I've seen it on a st streaming anywhere, and it's on YouTube. And guys, I really can't recommend it enough, especially if you're yeah. all age. If you're fucking 30, almost 40 years old, like, and you missed this movie, like, now I'm begging you, like, check it out. It's so yeah. fucking funny, dude. This like, was the perfect movie for me when I was 14, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was Straight fucking up. perfect for me when I was, like, 11 and 12, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, it is, it's very Beavis and Butthead humor. Like, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, I'm, and lie to you about that. But, like, man, it's so funny. Like, everything it fits, It's not it a ripoff, but funny. it fits in right next to it. So, yeah, it, they, 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 the, all these movies sit really well next to each other. Like, if you're going to sit and you're going to watch something like uh, uh, fucking like the Stoned Age or uh, what's that stupid fucking movie with McConaughey? That Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Like, if you're going to sit, you're going to watch these types of movies, fucking Detroit Rock City, like Senior Trip is right up there. 
This movie is not as cerebral as any of those. No, no, fuck that. There's, there's, like I said, there's nothing intelligent about it. Like Days and Confused and 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 Days and Confused, like those movies, are are cerebral, like just like mind thought movies compared to this one. If, if this listen, movie, there's nothing redeeming about this movie at all. If you listen to our our other episode, our top like our top ten best and worst movies of the year, when we did the mm-hmm. worst, I mentioned that the movie The Menu was just not for me. Like, did I understand that it, that there's mean spirited movies for the sake of being mean spirited, but they at least have to be funny. They have to yeah. be, there has to be rhyme or reason behind it. And that's yeah. why I didn't like the many, but that's what I like about senior trip. It's mean spirited from beginning to end, but there's rhyme, there's reason. Like yeah. everything, everything that happens has a punchline to it. So yeah. there, there's, it's there's done for the sake of the joke, right? There is no un, there's no unsung joke with a missing punchline every every yeah. setup there's a punchline to it and it's yeah. always it always hits yeah. like it's always funny and it is like i said it's it is a delightfully if you guys want to know for those of our younger listeners out there listening if you really really want to know what the 90s was like it's this movie <laughs> yeah there you go like this, this is what the 90s was like if you watch that 90s show you're like wow the 90s seemed like fun it wasn't it was a very dark no. and weird place it was a very dark so, <laughs> and weird, weird fucking place, and like this is this is what it was like. This is the closest thing to the actual '90s I've ever seen, outside of like Airheads and shit. So speaking of '90s, man, we're gonna continue the '90s trend next week. Uh, we we have already Stupid. discussed it. We're like, you know what? YouTube is doing really, really, really good on on uh, obscure '90s movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're gonna do next week? Uh, we're gonna talk about another obscure '90s. Who here? Knows who Richard Grieco is, or remember who's Richard Grieco is. (laughs) The five of you out there who remember who Richard Grieco is is going to be very much uh, uh, appreciative of our next episode, where we're going to talk about uh, the 1990-91 movie "If Looks Could Kill," which is one of the better James Bond parodies out there. Believe it or not, it's probably one of my favorite James Bond parodies, if not. Yeah. and I can't believe – no, yes, I can believe because you and I grew up watching the exact same movies. I grew up watching this movie. Mm. I watched it every single time it came out on HBO when I was same. a little kid. Yeah, I love too. it. I still remember it. And I cannot wait to talk about it next week if looks could kill. It's going to be a blast. Uh, That's such a great movie. I, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad we get to talk about this one. And if you guys haven't seen it, again, YouTube. Streaming YouTube it, man. free. Watch if yeah. looks could kill before you come hear the review next week, because boy, there's a lot to unwrap with that one. Yeah, like, yeah. There's so much to talk about with if looks could kill. Yeah. So, uh, hey Bob, where can uh, people find our awesome podcast? Well, you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold: Spotify, Podbean, Good Pods, man. Good Pods. I yeah. remembered this time. <laughs> Go over to our Facebook, man. Leave a leave a, a, a comment. Let us know what you all think. Uh, if you all have any ideas for any movies in the future, drop on by our Patreon, man. Drop us a couple of bucks so that we can, uh, you know, keep this uh, show going. Of course, if you don't give us any money, we're still going to keep the show going. But it'd be nice to show your appreciation by giving us a couple of bucks. Uh, also, cheaper than a cup of coffee. And you guys go to yeah, sleep. man. Don't lie to me. 15 cents a day, guys. As little as 15 cents a day, you can uh, support it's like, it's us. Like, it's, we're cheaper than the starving children in Africa. Exactly, dude. Those 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 bastards are asking for a quarter a day. So Bro, Sally <laughs> Struthers would be ashamed of you guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, whoever whoever she was, that's right. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Sally Struthers. I love all in the family. So, um, what else? What else? What else can I can I leave you all with here? Oh yeah, um, go uh, go back to our back episodes, man. We have the uh, our best of and worst of episodes are up now, and uh, also watch last week's episode. Listen to last week's episode of uh, Jury Duty with Polly Shore, another obscure '90s movie that I'm sure a lot of people remember. But uh, anyway, until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. That, my friends, is the Movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. Until next week, we will see you guys next time. Later.